Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a Cinematic Universe bonus news extra minisode. I'm Seb Patrick and joining me to bridge the gap between our previous minisode and our Mystery Men episode are... James Hunt. I'm Kirsten Howard. Yes, so Joe's not here. Um, As I understand it, um, some American football players came round to his house and forced him to drink a lot and (laughs) so he couldn't make it today. Uh, But in his stead we have got a new first time guest. So hello Kirsten. Hello. Please uh, explain to us who you are and why you're here. I'm the news editor at Den of Geek. I guess it's become a running gag that I'm not on the show and everyone else has been. So I'm here. <laughs> I'm here tonight. We're finally, we finally let you on the microphone. Yeah, ro- rather than just doing what we usually do, which is steal your news, insight and knowledge um, and then pass it off as our own, we've, we've got you on to actually do it firsthand. The bar has finally been lowered. And I, <laughs> and I have stepped over it <laughs> into the winner's I'm pleased, circle. I'm pleased that you've managed to, yeah. Uh, and it's a very important week because uh, it's Super Bowl week and that's when everything gets shown for the first time in the form of trailers. And, and we planned to do an extra episode because it was like, hey, there'll be lots of big and exciting news and trailers. And there's like a bit... And and one I think we're excited about, but that's you know also not exactly the newest thing. But also we're we're like a week or two behind on news because we actually did a minisode, uh, which we patted ourselves on the back for, and then spent a week not editing it and not releasing it. So by the time we released it, a load of other stuff had happened. So we will also get to that other stuff. Uh, but we'll kick off with the Super Bowl trailer stuff, and there was another teasery clip for the film that's going to destroy us all in the shape of Avengers Endgame. So uh, what were your takeaways from that new teaser? Uh, I mean, Rocket was in it. <laughs> it is good to get confirmation that Rocket's in it. because you know. Yeah, because it sort of looked like he might not be in the film after the last couple of glimpses. I got, I got upset. It was 25 seconds and it just made me really sad. It started off with a li- that little flickery montage of all the people that are dead. That set me off, and then yeah, I, I think I watched it for eight minutes straight, and it's only twenty five seconds long, so that's a long time to be watching the same thing. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's kind of it's um, obviously it's not it's really not showing us loads, but I like that it's trying to. I like that it, I like that it looks like we're at least going to get some of an exploration of what it means when like half the population of the world disappear like it's it's not just going to be focused on this is how it this is the avengers and this is how it affects them it's like you you're seeing the world you're seeing the impact on the world and i've i've ranted before about not ranted i was going to say about that... <laughs> the jonathan hickman problem <laughs> that is missing from previous films isn't it like yeah yeah the public does exist 
Yeah, and it was that it was that glimpse that we, I mean I talked about it at the end of Infinity War that why I really liked the that bit in the post credits that just had that really real feeling uh, impact. So um, yeah, seeing a bit of that might be massively harrowing as well. But you, Do you know. know what my favorite like half second in this was? Go on, half second of War Machine in a new armor. <laughs> And I thought you were going to say something about Cap Shield, but no, it all comes back to War Machine. Nah, fuck that War Machine. <laughs> they just can't get rid of him. They try. They <laughs> yeah, just, they broke his legs can't. and he still came back. He still came back. Yeah. Probably my favourite moment was uh, Tony and Nebula, sort of manic, just properly going for it. I don't know what they were trying to fix or what kind of time limit they were under, but it looked like they were making quite the team. Yeah, that's an unusual pairing as well because it's yeah. not like we see those guys hanging out all the time. <laughs> I, I, I like I like the idea of that as a pairing, especially because it's like it's techie Tony meeting somebody who is made of far greater technology than he's ever encountered in his life. I like the idea of him like whether he'll possibly like use bits of Nebula to help get back home. Oh. That sounded weird. That that made more sense before I said it, and then when I said it, I realised it sounded quite weird when I said bits. But yeah. <laughs> Keep talking and we'll pretend it wasn't awkward. <laughs> no, but you know like you know like that bit in, in Red Dwarf when Crichton has to send his hand with an eyeball on it back to the ship in order to, to go and get help. Maybe maybe we'll get Nebula's tarantula hand going and Yeah, I'm sure it'll be exactly like Red Dwarf. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah, everything is. I, I look forward to all these odd pairings. It was just a it was a weird tone because it was really sort of dark and grim. And then, you know, at the end you've got a little slow motion walk. And there's just like a silhouette of a raccoon, and it's just it's just like, trying a somber raccoon. Yeah, it's, it's a really odd tone. As soon as the film actually comes, it's going to be like a fucking laugh a minute, right? Well, that's the thing. It's like how for how long do we think the film is going to wallow in that tone of the aftermath of Infinity War? Like six minutes, six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then there's not surely, you know, because we're going to lose people, right? So there's going to be all kind of tragedy towards the end. Like... Yeah, but then then there'll be a shot of Paul Rudd, like, doing a face. And everyone will go, ah, <laughs> it's funny, though, isn't it? That's how it's going to work. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned. <laughs> I'm not I'm not looking forward to, to life after we've seen it, because I, I don't really know what happens next. It kind of feels like... Yeah, you, know... you do, though, because it's Spider-Man... Far from home is what happens next, and we get Jake Jake Gyllenhaal being Mysterio, which you love. True, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting Mysterio. If only if only this film was going to have Mysterio in it, then it then it would be the perfect <laughs> superhero movie. And we've still got Spider Verse to watch again, so you know there is yeah. there is hope in the world in a in a, in a post No Deal Brexit world. <laughs> Will they be able to ship the film over here? Do you think? Mm, we'll just have to assemble it from animated gifts that we've been emailed. Yeah. If they can't, then maybe the last MCU film we'll ever see will be Captain Marvel. That was a really Joe-esque segue. I'm really pleased yeah. with that. Uh, <laughs> so there's also been a new teaser for Captain Marvel. I don't think there was much new in it. There wasn't really, was there? No. It did get me hyped up, but that doesn't take much when it comes to Captain Marvel because, you know, Carol Danvers. Famously, I'm a Captain Marvel nerd. Why are you a Captain Marvel nerd, James? Why am I a Captain Marvel nerd? Yes. Because the very first comic I ever bought... Now, actually, it goes back further than that. When I was watching the X-Men cartoon, my favourite character was Rogue, and her origin story had Carol Danvers in it. And then the first American comic I bought was Weapon X3, and Carol Danvers was in that. So I was like, hey, it's that character I love from that cartoon I love, but she's in a comic with Wolverine. 
It's always shocking whenever someone who was a teenager in the early 90s mentions that they liked Rogue. <laughs> Um, yeah, so are we, I mean, is do, does Endgame sort of, is, is it dampening the hype for Captain Marvel or are we are we still, like, pretty hyped for Captain Marvel? I'm excited. I hope you are, because you, you're going to come on our Captain Marvel episode. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> or else. <laughs> we'll see how this one goes first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what was in the what was in the trailer that we haven't already seen before, I think. It's basically that little footage of her talking to Monica Rambeau, possibly. And, you know, they, they did more of her in space, like, blasting all the stuff around. Which is clearly going to happen in, like, the last, you know, ten minutes of the film, but... Well, like, surely, uh, surely anything that's got her in, like, the red and blue costume is going to be, like, really late on, right? Yeah. Did you guys see the Russian trailer? It was just a tiny little clip, and it was in Russian. But it's just them talking about um, Nick Fury's pager interesting yeah so it's in russian but the word for pager is pager <laughs> does anyone know enough russian to go to convert the rest of it i don't i i have i have limited russian knowledge so is it dubbed do, do, do they do they go so far as to put out dubbed versions of the trailers no it, it yeah it was dubbed over in russian but only the first like 30 seconds the rest was just the english trailer okay it's very odd but it was the first time we'd seen them just chatting about pages. Yeah, I mean, the pager is the thing people remember about Captain Marvel, right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, so far. Famously, yeah. <laughs> so those were Super Bowl trailers for two Marvel films we already knew we were excited about. Didn't really give us anything additional to be excited about other than confirming that. Is that the, the feeling? Not Not a kind of vintage Super Bowl trailer year? Not really. I think last year it was a bit more exciting, well, initially for people because they kind of dropped the news that the Cloverfield paradox, which everyone was expecting to come out in the cinema, was going to be available on Netflix after the the game. Uh, so that was kind of... And, and we know how that turned out. Yeah, it didn't turn out well, but everyone was very excited about it. I don't remember last week, let alone last year. <laughs> well, speaking of last week, and another Joe-esque segue... Um, <laughs> A, a teaser for something that we, that we, well, footage that I think nobody expected to be coming at this stage um, was a short video showing us uh, a look at what we presume are the costumes of various characters in Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Is that the title? Have I got that right? Is it Fantabulous? Do they use I the think word it fantabulous? is. I think that's right. Fantabulous is the word, yeah. I got that off the top of my head. I'm 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 pleased about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously this was a bit of a I think kind of deliberately as a a showcase for the fact that they've changed Harley's costume. Um, but I think we also got looks at I'm not sure everyone that we saw, but we definitely saw Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. Did we see Black Canary in there? There was a silhouette that was definitely Black Canary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Rosie Perez as Renny Montoya. Uh, we got a look at Cassandra Kane. Um, and also Ewan McGregor. Uh, like, I'm going to say Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Ewan McGregor is playing Black Mask. Whether this is what he's going to look like in the film or if he is actually going to have the black skull face, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, this seemed to sort of get a relatively positive reaction in terms of the, the look and feel. Um, I mean, you know, it's not it's not footage from the film. It's footage of people in costume seemingly <laughs> taking a break from filming to shoot a little video um but compared with suicide squad positive looking 
It's hard to say, isn't it? It is, but that's what it we're was here like. For, it was like a little perfume commercial. <laughs> I didn't massively understand. It was like a little lookbook for the characters, and you know that's fine. It was fine. Is it kind of their way of basically going, look, this isn't Suicide Squad. You you can actually, if you want to, look forward to this new Harley <laughs> film. It's nice to look forward to things. The thing I noticed is that they have like massively desexed Harley Quinn. Um, I'm not sure this look is going to be as popular. Because it seems like cosplayers are going to struggle to get those like giant pom pom wing things. I think you underestimate cosplay. Yeah, fair, fair. I'm immediately backpedaling on that. I'm sure thousands <laughs> of people will be doing Harley Quinn from this film. The other costume is is certainly uh, going to be hard to beat in terms of volume. It was definitely like less sexy, wasn't it? It was clearly like a move to the less sexy Harley Quinn. Like she's beautiful, but not. Do you know what I mean? Like the last outfit was very. <laughs> Male gazy. Yeah. And this was this was it definitely seemed like there'd been a a sort of shift. And you know, after Suicide Squad that can only be a good thing. I think as well there's there is a sense of just kind of reminding people like, you know, this is this is Margot Robbie's film. Like when you look at obviously the popularity of that character anyway, but also the popularity of her leading up to and then since Suicide Squad, like, you know, she has become someone who sells a film now. Uh, and she's a producer on this. Um, so it, it kind of also did feel a bit like a statement of intent of, you know... Yeah, I'm the producer, so my costume is not going to be painted on this time. Also with Suicide Squad, like the, it was very dominated, wasn't it, by Jared Leto and his, <laughs> and his you know, when they just they showed you a picture of how he was going to look. And then that was it. Like, it was hard to focus on anything else, really. He was like the mood board for the entire film. Yes, exactly. I'm I'm just looking uh, at what the uh, the synopsis uh, that's on on Wikipedia for this, which I assume is is official wording that's come from somewhere, uh, because it says since the events of Suicide Squad, Batman has disappeared, leaving Gotham City unprotected from crime, which feels a little bit at odds with uh, where Batman was at the end of Justice League. It's like, at the end of Justice League, Batman is forming a club to fight crime. And then in the next film, he's he's buggered off. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated to see how they're actually going to handle um, like not having those characters because that was, you know, newsflash. We're you know, rattling through onto brilliantly linking each, each piece of news to each other here. But let's go on to this one of... Uh, the seeming definite confirmation, as if we didn't all expect it, that there won't be another Ben Affleck Batman film. Um, they're actively looking to cast a younger Batman uh, for Matt Reeves' The Batman. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see any continuation of, of Affleck's version of the character, either in that or, or in any other film. Um, and this has sparked a, a really enjoyable round of people on the internet speculating about who the next Batman should be. Uh, which I, for one, really couldn't get enough of. <laughs> I particularly enjoyed people suggesting actors in their late 30s and early 40s um, to go with this significantly younger version of Batman that, that they're supposedly going to get. I mean, the thing about Batman is that they've never really cast an unknown as Batman, have they? It's not They've not been like MCU, let's find the right cheap young actor. They've always been like, let's get a name and put a mask on him so you can't see his face. Hmm. I mean, yeah, and even if you compare it to Superman casting, usually when they cast a Superman, it's it's someone much less well-known. I think that's because it doesn't really matter who plays Batman. Mm-hmm. Because 
Batman is Batman. Any anyone can stick a Batman costume on and sit there in the middle of a Batman film while a load of stuff goes on around them. Um, you know, Bat- with the possible exception of Adam West, Batman is never the most interesting thing in in any version of Batman. And I say that as someone who who loves Batman. I also say as someone who loves Batman that um, I would be perfectly happy if there wasn't another Batman film at all for a while. Um, I know that's not going to happen, but um, I just I, I can't bring myself to get excited about the question of who the next Batman will be because yeah it will be I mean unless they really do go for the they're going to cast someone kind of in their 20s and so they look for someone who we don't really know of as a star as yet um but yeah like you say that's that's not usually what happens they usually it is usually wow they've cast George Clooney or wow they've cast Christian Bale um or wow they've cast Ben Affleck <laughs> Chris Evans is free it's like they've always said, though, that Batman, it doesn't really matter who Batman is. Like, he's only as good as his villain anyway. Do you remember when there was going to be Deathstroke in the in the film? <laughs> God, yeah, he must just be kicking himself. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're not excited about Batman casting speculation. But although I, I am going to put you on the spot and say, throw out one name for who your suggestion for a new Batman would be. And you're not allowed to say, don't do a Batman film. I've got one. Go on. Army Hammer. That's Jesus. James. That is that's so left field. That's like <laughs> I, I, no, I, no one's really thought. That's fantastic. But yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally, I've impressed people with my knowledge of actors. I mean, if you're going to go for Army Hammer, I'm going to go for Taylor Kitsch then, because if it doesn't matter who Batman is, <laughs> you might as well. You're suggesting Batman should be Gambit. Yes. That is extremely on brand for this podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw a suggestion at you. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> You're just trying to link it to the next bit, aren't you? Wow. I am. I'm doing a really good job of this so far. I've got a wow. list and I'm successfully linking each item in the list with the next one. Um, so, yeah, there's there's been chatter about the fact that uh, Keanu Reeves was apparently going to be Jude Law's character in Captain Marvel or was offered it or was almost it. What's, what's the story here, news hounds? <clears throat> uh, the story is that Keanu Reeves was offered the role, yeah, Jude Law's role in Captain Marvel, but he had scheduling conflicts with John Wick 3 and he wasn't able to do it, so they cast Jude Law. And this is actually revealed like a year ago or something by Justin at Variety, but it's come back as as new news. <laughs> Someone noticed. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone was really paying too much attention yeah okay and but one person was and said it on a podcast and then that's it (laughs) and the thing the thing i like about that idea is that it could reunite the cast of the matrix in the marvel universe yeah absolutely because you'd have you've got lawrence fishburne we have got lawrence fishburne i was just like where's lawrence fishburne yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and carrie ann moss in the tv shows yeah and keanu reeves but Obviously, we don't have Keanu Reeves now, so that can't happen. There'll be no Marvel Matrix sequel. Although I was saying, I think he should be in Doc. Like, if he's keen on being in a in a Marvel film, he should be in Doctor Strange too, and he should play Nightmare. Okay, I don't, I don't <laughs> agree at all. It makes sense though that he would be offered the Jude Law role because they've there's sort of a hint that Jude Law is going to start off being quite a good guy, and then maybe turn into a bit of a prick and i think like the audience would would not want keanu reeves to turn into a bad guy 
like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. People like Keanu Reeves and people don't like Jude Law, right? So it might be a bit of a shock, like if you went bad, like a little bit of shock mm. to the system. But with Jude Law, like you kind of expect him to go either way. Not that I'm inferring anything. I'm just saying you just <laughs> you you just expect him to be either bad or good. He's Whereas no Johnny people, Depp. Yeah, people get really upset when they see Keanu Reeves being bad. I think uh, like the two main roles where he's been evil or like a not great in the past, are, like The Gift and Neon Demon, mm-hmm. and it's always weird to see him be a bad guy because he does seem very nice. Yeah, yeah, because he's so he's so nice in real life. He's... Let's see Tom Hanks play a villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Has Tom Hanks ever played a villain? If he played a villain, you'd be like, uh, to, to be fair, I'm on his side. Like, they could cast him as, like, Ted Bundy and people would be like, yeah, you know, yeah, fair. Aren't people doing that anyway? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad example. Yeah. <laughs> so Keanu was almost in the MCU, but it's old news is the main takeaway from that. And, and people are, are being unobservant for reporting it now. Is that right? I think it was a bit of an aside. He, The news came out and then... I think he replied to his own tweet about the news saying, you know, fun fact, you know, this was supposed to be Keanu Reeves, but he had to turn it down or something along those lines. And yeah, I don't think anyone really paid too much attention. I'm just checking Den of Geek to see if Den of Geek has reported this old news as new this week. Well, no, Uh, I didn't. (laughs) It has not been reported by by Den of Geek. Uh, Think of all the clicks you're missing out on. Yeah. Something that I have just clicked onto on the Den of Geek homepage. <laughs> oh, I can sense a segue coming. Uh, FX's adaptation of Why the Last Man has been ordered to series. Um, so they've done or have been doing a pilot, and that seems to have gone well. So they're doing a series, and there is also a picture um, of what I... Well, I was going to say of what I presume is, is Yorick, but it's a, it's a guy in a gas mask carrying... Uh, a pet carrier that we can only assume has a monkey in it so i would be fairly certain that that is him have you guys read it have you read it i've read i've read some of it <laughs> i've also read some of it <laughs> i have not read it i all. have read it all uh, yeah i've read it all i know what happens in the end i read the last issue wow um, you skipped read, right like, to the, the end you just what volumes. you just like read you just skipped to the end no, I read the first couple of volumes and I thought, this is all right. I'm not really into it. It's not my favourite Brian K. Vaughan thing. And then so when the last issue came out, I was like, I'll read the last issue to see what happens. <laughs> I was amazed when all the men came back. <laughs> I'm lost for words. Why the not all men? <laughs> I just hope that the movie breaks sort of randomly every 10 minutes to deliver whatever fact Brian K. Vaughan has learnt that week. <laughs> Because that's a writing tick that I didn't find infuriating. <laughs> uh, but Kirsten, as someone who has actually read all of the comic, are you excited about a TV adaptation of it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was it's better than when we were trying to squeeze it all into a movie. And I think at one point it was going to star Shia LaBeouf. So <laughs> wow. it's been through the ringer. It's been, it's been a movie, then it's been a different movie. And finally it's going to happen. It does feel like a TV series is the natural home for this Absolutely, sort of long-form yeah. storytelling. Yeah. And, it, you know, eventually it worked for Preacher, right? Even though that first series was a bit shaky. Season, I should say. That first season was a bit shaky. I do like the way they take these long-form stories and add lots of extra unnecessary story into them to make them even longer. <laughs> Gotta make it last for seven seasons, right? 
Yeah, it's all right. We I, I, we did our preacher bashing on the last episode, but now we've got Kirsten on who actually watches it. So I really like it. Yeah, I didn't like the first season really at all, but then after that, it it just really improved a lot. I thought, and it's just been completely just irreverent and just ma- just madness every week. That does make me want to go back to it. To be fair, because <laughs> you know the the kind. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Last was not bad about the first series, but the story was just dull and long and boring. I think once her star was in it, the guy that's playing him is just absolutely fantastic. He really nails it and it, it, it brought it up and it just it clicked and it just finally started flowing properly after that, I think. This is supposed to get me to like it, but it's it's not working. <laughs> I was going to say, so as long as they don't like do the same thing with Why the Last Man, it will probably be fine, right? I imagine they see this more as a Walking Dead thing. With FX, you never know what they're going to be doing. Like if you look at Legion, like that that was not what I expected at all. They'll often try something different, so it's hard to say where how they'll go with it. But also, it's a it's a premise where, like, you can take that setting and that premise and do. Well, I was going to say do what The Walking Dead has done. I guess The Walking Dead has presumably followed the comic to an extent because the comic's gone on so long. But like that's a that's a canvas for you to do a lot with. You don't necessarily have to just do the one specific story and the specific kind of group of characters that the book did, I guess, um, if they want to add and expand and flesh out a lot more. Do we want? Uh, does, does someone want to explain what the premise is quickly? <laughs> Ideally, someone who has read it <laughs> and remembers it. <laughs> Um, my recollections of the comics aren't terrific, but Yorick is the last man. 
why that's why it's called why the last man is also why chromosome isn't it yeah is that the idea it's like a play on yeah. is that right that sounds sounds yeah. right and there's so it's a world full of women and it's just him and his monkey ampersand sort of trying to survive and a lot of women have gone like full amazonian like cut off one of their tits or something i'm <laughs> my memories are not good <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of sort of government government goings on and stuff behind the scenes. So basically, well. it's like a post-apocalypse where yeah, maybe maybe the the planet can be saved, but probably humanity is going to die out. Yeah, exactly. So you know, you can sort of see them taking a Walking Dead vibe with that, where you know, lots of crazy post-apocalyptic stuff happens and. You know, just this time there are no zombies. It's just marauding women or whatever. Marauding women. <laughs> that's what. Dream. That's what I keep typing into Google. But <laughs> Have, do you guys watch The Walking Dead? No. Are you asking me if I watch a zombie thing? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I've seen some of it, but we're not big fans. Although I have read a lot of the comic. I watched the first season, but I didn't watch it after that. No, I mean, no, I have I have to keep up, I have to keep up with the things that are going on in the shows for work. So I I, I know like what's going on in all the shows, but like I don't actually watch them. It's, it's kind of surreal, occasionally. I I do that with quite a lot of things, partly for this podcast and just partly like. Hence, hence with Preacher, like I I have checked in to see what it's doing to see if what it's doing might pull me in or not but i keep reading about plot things then it's that it's done and they put me off even though the character stuff looks good and accurate so yeah well like what um i mean for well stuff about tulip and cassidy and jesse's background and uh yeah stuff with cassidy's son well that was that was amazing it was really it was really sweet and sort of touching but it's not coming. <laughs> no, no, no. You're very much a purist when it comes to preacher, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important to get all all aspects of preacher in. I'm not going to win you. I'm not going to win you over. I'm not going to win you over on this, am I? There are there are there are a couple of bits of preacher that haven't dated well. <laughs> no, I like I've seen pictures of like Star and and um, um, the All Father and and stuff like that and the stuff they did with the Saint. And I was like, oh wow, it looks like preacher. But then, yeah, I don't think it's going to. Fair me. enough. Okay. So, um, but I will tell you though another show that actually I haven't watched a lot of, but that you mentioned before, and that is an FX show, and that yeah. is my segue, uh, is Legion, or or as it should be pronounced, Legion. <laughs> um, second Red Dwarf reference of the evening. Um, that's ending with uh, the next season, which will be the third or the third. Third, yeah. Third. Ending ending as planned, uh, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it happens to have been cancelled at the same point that they plan to end it. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm I I haven't been watching it for a little while. I haven't watched the second season yet, and James has sworn off it. So, Kirsten, I'm really hoping that you've got something to say about it because otherwise, I don't know why James put it on this list. <laughs> I have watched it. Yeah, this is one of the shows that I cover that I have actually I've seen. So I can talk about it if you want. It, the second season was very it was a mixed bag. Is very up and down. Um, the first season was pretty solid because the first the first season had a lot of 
Yeah, had a lot of critical acclaim, right? Like, it wasn't the X-Men series I wanted, but I gather everyone who stuck with it really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, the first season was, yeah, it was really solid. But the second season was ooh, just kind of, it was a bit of a mess. So I'm surprised that he... Like, plot-wise or tonally? Yeah, both, really. I think there was... Uh, it was <laughs> okay. very... It was slow going. And then there was a standalone episode that was very good, sort of three-quarters of the way through. But I'm genuinely surprised to hear that he had a three-season plan because season two... <laughs> because the second season was just treading yeah, water. Yeah, <laughs> season two did not come across as though there was any plan whatsoever, really, apart from, like, a vague sort of arc for the season. Okay. So it'll be interesting. Um, this is a bit of a spoiler. If you haven't watched season two, can I say or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go. Hang on. When when oh, did it, when did it finish? Ages ago, absolutely. Oh, it was ages, ages ago. ago. Yeah, okay, okay, so David Haller yeah, go goes he goes bad at the end of season 2. Okay. And the setup is basically it's going to be them against David and he's going to destroy the world. Okay, that actually sounds really interesting. And you know, pretty pretty on brand for Legion as a character. But James won't watch it because James refuses to watch anything that's got Aubrey Plaza in it for some reason. <sighs> I love Aubrey pra- Plaza. The and yet you don't. You won't watch Legion, and you won't watch Parks. It's not that I won't watch. It's that I spend every waking hour working. <laughs> I'll get to it. Sure, you will. <laughs> mm. So no more Legion after season three, but maybe that will give Noah Hawley time to do more Fargo. Uh, how can I segue that onto talking about James Gunn? You can't. There's no. I'm not sure. <laughs> here's, here's someone who's been uncancelled. <laughs> there you go. Nice one, James. Uh, yeah, so James Gunn, um, who I thought was already pretty much confirmed to be the director of um, the, uh, what we were then calling Suicide Squad 2. Um, but it turns out he was only confirmed as writing it, but it's now being uh, reported as an exclusive by somewhere that he is going to direct it as well. Um, and that it's going to be called The Suicide Squad. Um, with that annoying trend of, of putting the in sequels um, to somehow differentiate them from their predecessors, uh, which did make me wonder if, if Will Smith is going to say, so what, are we some kind of the Suicide Squad? Um, <laughs> Men in the black. Yeah. Um, yeah, is there is there much else to say about James Gunn being confirmed to do a film that we all knew he was doing anyway? I'm slightly worried that... James Gunn, without Marvel sort of tonal restrictions mm-hmm. on him, is going to turn out to be excessive and bad in a sort of Family Guy way, <laughs> or in a Troma way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Troma is no. its own thing, right? No, it's just the fact that he used to work for them. Um, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he he used no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Seb, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Look, sometimes you don't know things, you know. You for, for one of the experts on that, particularly about movies, you know, you, you don't know who actors are. So you could forgive me for for you know if you didn't know James Gunn's career before he started doing movies based on comics that you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, so what's this about? Apparently, he was offered anything he wanted by DC. Kirsten, tell us more about that. Um, yeah, when Warner Brothers were courting him last year after he got fired they basically offered him a pick of all the dc properties they had including superman basically he had his choice of what he wanted to do and he picked suicide squad so instead of choosing something that was unknown or had recently not been a hit he chose something that was already recently a hit but was also crap 
That's correct. Yes. <laughs> I, I like yeah. James Gunn. But that's a cowardly move. Yeah, because it's like if it does well, then he can say, "Well, it's because mine was good," and if it does badly, he can say, "Well, because the last one was bad." Yeah. No, but also it's like it like a, a, what whoever did it, the next Suicide Squad film was going to make money so long as they keep Margot yeah. Robbie and Will Smith and ditch basically everything else, and that's what they're doing, so it will make money. Um, you know, if he if he'd gone. I want to do a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle movie, or I want to do The Creeper. Let's um, see. Oh, no, I was going to say let's see an Etrigan movie, but actually Lin-Manuel Miranda should do that. I, I, yeah. would, I would really like to see an Etrigan movie, definitely, especially because that could lead us to a Hitman. Ah, <laughs> uh, James Gunn Hitman would have been good. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> could see that. Yeah. And that would that would be a way of doing more Batman. I mean, stuff. keep keep Ben Affleck's Batman in Batman <laughs> can movie, you, just just so that he can have his shoes thrown. Can upon. you see James Gunn doing Superman though? No, I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised at James Gunn turning down Superman. That would be a rare example of somebody deciding that Superman wasn't a right fit, or you know, acknowledging correctly that Superman wasn't a right fit for them. Not that I'm talking about anybody in particular with that, um, <laughs> anyone with with objectivist politics, um, but. Yeah, no, I, I can see why he wouldn't do Superman. I'm just surprised he hasn't decided to do something like with Guardians of the Galaxy, where he could take something that had no previous identity in cinema mm. and completely make it his own thing and get the kudos and praise that he got for Guardians of the Galaxy for taking something unknown and making it a massive hit. Well, I think he went, apparently he went to the extent where he did do some comics research on Superman. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. So he was sort of thinking about it for that long. Who has to do comics research on Superman? <laughs> I was just thinking that. Like, who is this <laughs> Superman? Anyway? <laughs> yeah, I think also there's there's some of the options are limited by DC's streaming service in terms of their like developing Titans and uh, Doom Patrol. Whereas I think like Doom Patrol might have been Doom Patrol would have maybe been a good yeah. Like, uh, sort of find an equilibrium with his style. But instead, we're already getting two versions of Doom Patrol, like, in the same month this year, so... Yeah. Little reference back to our Umbrella, Umbrella Academy chat last week there. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, actually, about at least he was doing comics research on Superman, because, you know, that is the... That is actually the... I'm sure I must have told this story before, but that's the seed of my actual my long-running feud with the director of Man of Steel. It didn't begin when I threw up watching Man of Steel. It, it <laughs> began at a Q&A, uh, a Q&A that took place before <laughs> Sucker Punch, which was like, why would you do a Q&A? The worst time to do a Q&A, yeah. Before anyone Before the, the movie. Film. And then you bring out Zack Snyder, who that day has just been announced as being the new director of Superman, and you bring him out, and nobody can ask him questions about the film that he's there to talk about because they haven't seen it, and everybody wants to ask him about the film that he's just been announced as doing, and they say, you can't ask us any questions about Superman, but people do anyway, and I put my hand up and I say, are there any particular Superman comics that you've been reading and, and looking at that might serve as like a kind of inspiration for what your take on the character would be? And he snottily replied, no, of course I'm not going to tell you the plot of the movie. I remember that Q&A, and he had definitely taken a lot of cocaine before it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, if it's not true, let him sue me. 
what was that in reference to? Oh, that was in reference to James Gunn doing some research for Superman. But it doesn't matter because he's not doing Superman. He's doing the Suicide Squad, not the Superman. Not the Superman. No, but um, like... Um, I, I, I have every confidence that will be better than the first Suicide Squad, but also not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy. The report also mentioned that he took a shine to Crypto the, the Superdog. <laughs> Again, it's not like he has form for <laughs> anthropomorphized <laughs> versions of animals. <laughs> The the report took the time out to mention that one specific detail. <laughs> I think everyone who encounters Crypto the Superdog feels the same way. <laughs> it's the best bit of whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. <laughs> now I feel sad. Let's let's move on then to discussing somebody else called James. <laughs> wow, I've done it. I've made it to the last link. Uh, James Hunt has seen the film Battle Angel Alita. Yeah, you know you call it that. It's actually it's called? called Alita Battle Angel Alita because Battle for some Angel. reason they decided to to put the name first. It's a it's a is, much is worse title. Called Battle Angel it Alita. is called that, yeah. Or... Okay, so I'll no, that's a good title, right? Alita Battle Battle Angel is a really clunky way of rearranging it. It sounds like they're talking about a battle angel that is more elite than other <laughs> battle angels. <laughs> but anyway, I've seen the film. We're probably not going to do a podcast on it right because that would mean you and joe would have to watch it and i don't see either of you caring enough (laughs) but it's based on a manga so it's in our remit so we'll get to it eventually and crucially i really really enjoyed it like it is the best adaptation of an anime that i've ever seen and i've seen quite a lot of really bad ones i'm thinking specifically of ghost in the shell okay i quite liked ghost in the shell (laughs) Yeah, and you also own an Eon Flux t-shirt, so you have form. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's wrong. <laughs> I know it's wrong. The but... Battle Angel film does the, the Ghost in the Shell theme is better than Ghost in the Shell does. Okay. So in that sense, I think, you know, people who are fans of like cyberpunk anime will be very pleased with it generally. But also it's just a really fun film, like the... Um, the effects look amazing. Like the the sort of world building is really cool. I saw it in IMAX 3D, and like it does, it literally feels like you're in this sort of futuristic junkyard city. It's amazing in that respect. And also the sequences, like all the fights are great, but the motorball sequences where they're playing like this futuristic rollerball type sport where cyborgs uh, get like ripped to bits is fucking phenomenal. And I wish it was a real sport because I would watch it. I'm going to go and see it again. That's how much I loved it. Okay. <laughs> so seven different people messaged me last week and urged me to see it as soon as physically possible. There you which, go. Then. Which sounds like... Were they were they all James with Fox? <laughs> they weren't. Like <laughs> it was one was him with a mustache. One was a top hat and monocle. <laughs> no, a lot of people said that you know this is right up your street and you need to see it immediately. So I can only presume that it's just a raging trash fire. I mean, it is, but but the one that I would love. Where what would you compare it to in terms Ooh. of like enjoyment? Are we talking like a Pacific Yeah, the Rim? first Pacific Rim is what I came out saying. I was like, I haven't enjoyed a film that much since okay. Pacific Rim. And it's maybe not as like thematically complete as Pacific Rim, but it's still up there. Okay. I mean, she has a sword which goes on fire and is Martian. Hang on, she's Martian or the sword <laughs> well, is Martian? Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but the sword is Martian. <laughs> what about the eyes? 
they're actually fine. Like, so, admittedly, some of the CGI is ropey. But, okay. you know, you don't really care. It's, a lot of it is really good. It's just the face, which is a bit dodgy. Right, but we're going to be looking at her face for quite a few minutes. Yeah, okay, but it's not as bad as, like, Superman's mouth in Justice League. So... All right, okay. And we all watch Justice League, right? Yes. <laughs> and the mouth was not the most distracting thing in it. The most distracting thing in it was that time they left the mother box in the car park and it got stolen off screen. <laughs> so anyway, in summation, go and see Elite Battle Angel because I really want to see the sequel. I'll probably wait for DVD or ah. streaming, but <laughs> the thing is, I'll probably love it and I'll probably I'll buy it. James, you, you could you could do a podcast on it and that might persuade more people to see it. <laughs> you never know; strange yeah, things have happened. Yeah. Okay, so have we have we got any other news to? potentially segue into um i was just looking to see if there was anything else i see that there's been a, a toy spoiler for captain marvel or shazam i should say not captain marvel there was a there was a toy spoiler for captain marvel last week there's a toy spoiler for the other captain marvel this week but it may just be one of those things where they've done toys of characters who aren't in the film yeah for the sake of toys who aren't in the film but potentially they may have spoiled um all of the shazam family all becoming shazams by the end of the film because there's toys of them all in costume okay so well done, toy people, <laughs> if that's the case. What are your favourite kinds of tie-in toys? Because I can't get away from those like Hot Wheels that are like the Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, I see them. I <laughs> I keep seeing them in, in Sainsbury's. I saw one like literally the last time I was in there and it was like a, a Hot Wheels car with like Thanos on it. I was like, who is the target audience for this? <laughs> My favourite type of tie-in toys are... The bat, the genre of Batman figures, where it's Bruce Wayne transforming into Batman, and his head, you, you put on the Batman top half, and it pushes his head down into his neck, and he's wearing like a turtleneck. Because they did one for Michael Keaton, and they did one for Val Kilmer. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say like Batman figures where he wears a costume that he would never wear in well, any comic it. or anything. <laughs> There, there is a feature on our site where I've run down my favourite 30 Batman action figures costumes that only appear on action figures because they had to come up with ridiculous Batman costumes. There are, there are some crackers in there. <laughs> it's probably still on the front page of the website. It is still on the my, my favourite My favourite movie tie-in figure was um, the... I think it was a Japanese action figure of the monk who was pretending to be Rachel Ghoul in Batman Begins, like, sold as Rachel Ghoul. So it was like they they watched, like, the first 25 minutes of the film, made a toy out of it, and then didn't get to the twist. Was there a Liam Neeson action figure? Hey, that's topical Oh, no. Today. <laughs> oh, no. We, we regret to inform you, Liam Neeson is cancelled. <laughs> in quite spectacular fashion. <laughs> if you're going to get cancelled, that's the way to do it. Can you imagine being the interview? Have it, <laughs> no. you know, having been having done junket interviews, can you imagine that guy is that like, situation? "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some money out of this one." Holy shit! I just can't imagine just being a publicist and and just letting him just keep going. Like, I saw someone tweet that as a PR, like, surely that's the moment where you just go and hit the fire alarm. Yeah, <laughs> just stop everything. You just tackle him. Just a full body tackle. I like the bit in the report where they say something like his co-star is in the room and he says like, oh God, or something. Yeah. <laughs> like he just can't believe it's happening. Oh God, there goes yeah. my career. <laughs> I 
actually, the film will probably do quite well now. I mean, people will know that the film exists. We can say that much. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I knew it existed before this because I wouldn't have been able to differentiate it from the other films in the films that aren't taken yeah. but are like, Liam Neeson's post-taken career. Yeah. Anyway, they're not based on comics. Yeah, we've hit the point where we're discussing things that aren't comics, so that's time to time to wrap yes. it up. Shall we wrap it up? Um, so, yes, thank you for listening to this extra, extra bonus. Thank you, Kirsten, for joining us. Have you enjoyed your debut? It's been great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That didn't sound sarcastic, almost. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. Uh, uh, will it actually come out next week? By the time we've released this one, it might well be next week. Uh, but we'll be back shortly with our next episode, which is going to be on Mystery Men. So uh, if you haven't seen it in a while, get that watched. Refresh your memory. Um, if you're enjoying the show, you probably already know that you can subscribe. Um, find more episodes at cinematicuniverse.com, also on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere else where you get your podcasts. Um, you can leave us a rating or a review on iTunes if you like. You can buy T-shirts in our Redbubble store, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cinematicuniverse. Thanks again for listening. Uh, it's goodbye from me. And, uh, see you next time. And goodbye from these two, I suppose. How does that work? Isn't, isn't this Morecambe and Weiss? <laughs> yeah. Too Ronnie. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. There we go. That's how it's meant to end. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.